All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time once again for Invest Wisely with Akron Investor and Managing Partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, Walt Sokira. We're talking this half hour about the stock market, about how they invest their clients' money directly into portfolios of individual stocks. And any questions you have or comments are welcome throughout the program at 330-673-1234 or outside of Akron toll-free 800 669 Well, Walt, last week in the stock market, again, they seem to be... Uh, suffering from the malaise of, of coronavirus and uh, from the first time in, in a long time, some of the investors are looking towards an old friend for safety into the bond market. What's going on there? That's for sure, Bob. Yeah. I mean, if we look at last week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average dropped 1.4% uh, for the week. Uh, we closed at 28,992.41. Um, year to date, we're up 1.59%, and the ad dividends in were at 1.94%. Uh, the S&P index uh, dropped 1.2%. Uh, we closed at 3,337.75. Um, so again, if you look at uh, the you know year-to-date numbers, we're at 3.31%, and you add the dividends in, we're at 3.6%. And again, that's all under the backdrop of you know looking back over the past year. Uh, you know that S&P, if you still look at the the one-year performance, we're still up over 20%, and dividends put us around 22.5%. So uh, you know, the, the market has held in there. Um, we, we got off to the year, you know, we were up a little bit and we had a couple good weeks. And then, you know, last week kind of snapped that, um, you know, that uh, the couple week gains that we had. Uh, the Treasury market, which again, I think is it helps us understand the bond market. Uh, so we look at the U.S. Treasury rates. Uh, the one year is at 1.43%. Uh, the five year at one3 uh, the 10-year at 1.46, <clears throat> the 30-year at 1.9. So again, Bob, we're getting back to a little bit of that inversion. You know, as, as we talked about the bond market, is as you go out in time, you would expect higher rates. So the fact now that the five-year rate is uh, dropped, you know, below the one-year rate and the 10-year rate is pretty close to the one-year rate, that's not a good sign. I mean, historically, you know, an inversion of the curve is, is always a, a negative sign for investments and for the market. So, um, you know, and there's some other big picture things that we're paying attention to. You know, things aren't as rosy as we, we think. Um, there were a couple uh, reports last week, economic in, uh, reports. Uh, the market, market services PMI or purchasing managers index came in under 50. Um, that level, you know, divides growth from contraction. A lot of times the way economists look at that. Uh, they were looking for a 53.4. It came in at 49.4. That's a big miss. Um, and that's the lowest reading in 76 months. And 
And also the manufacturing PMI, um, purchasing management index, uh, came in lower than expected as well. So uh, there's definitely some signs. We're seeing some companies. Um, I think Deer had a, a little comment uh, that was really overlooked um, that they talked about, you know, uh, some some struggles with uh, construction manufacturing type of uh, rentals. And so so I think we really, really have to pay attention here. Um, we, we've had an amazing run. Um, you know, since those lows, uh, you know, back off the last recession, I think we're approaching 399% growth from the bottoms when you go back to 2000 and 2009, I think when we hit the bottom there. So we've been on quite a tear, tear for quite a long time. And, and I think now it's time to really, you know, think about what you own, think about why you own it and make sure you have the proper strategies in place as we move forward this year. Now, the coronavirus uh, story is still impacting the market. There are concerns, uh, once again, this past week that uh, continuing worries about uh, what's happening in China could affect the world market because they produce so many of our goods uh, and that it could spread around the world and, and again, uh, take consumer spending away from uh, from uh, you know goods and services to, to health care. What is the you know the outlook that you see right now for, for that in the stock market? Yeah, I mean, it, it's scary, Bob. You know, I mean, we see cases, uh, there's reports both ways that you know, they're, they're starting to slow in China, but we see some pickup in, in other countries now. I mean, the low number of cases, but uh, it, it doesn't seem to be totally contained yet. I think we're at 78,000, 79,000 cases. Uh, I think we're around 2,400. Uh, I think it was 2,463 as of Friday deaths. Uh, we, we have had a lot of recoveries. I mean, 23,000, I think over 23,000 people have recovered from the virus. So, I mean, it's, you know, that's a good sign. Um, but I think, you know, the Chinese officials are waging wars on both fronts now. You know, they're they're trying to control the infection. And, and, and remember, their economy was already struggling because of the tariff and, you know, some of the issues that were going on last year. So uh, they're, they're, they're really battling, you know, to try to keep the economy together. As we mentioned, China now is the second largest economy in the world. Um, it does have a global impact. I mean, when you look at the amount of manufacturing that's done over in China for a lot of different industries, especially our tech industry, um, you know, we're, we're fairly exposed. I mean, there's about 43 of our tech companies, pretty large tech companies, where, you know, about 34% of their, their uh, revenue is exposed, um, you know, to the manufacturing process in China. So it's been about a month now. And, you know, a month of slowdown, as we talked about, Bob, can be pretty significant for, for companies. And occasionally politics can affect the markets. Uh, we are, of course, in a presidential year. Uh, in the primaries, the only only contest, of course, is in the uh, Democratic side. And uh, in the very early returns, uh, Bernie Sanders has has a slight lead over the other candidates. Is that going to have any kind of impact on the market uh, right at this point or looking toward the possible future of a, of a Sanders presidency, or does the market not really care? I think the market does care. I, I think um, I mentioned a, a few weeks ago, Bob, you know, we, we get some great institutional research research um, that, that I like to read and has great insights. We, there's a firm called Strategis um, that we uh, get research from at our firm. And they did a, a survey of institutional managers, uh, big, big managers. And 80% of those managers expected Trump, you know, re-election. Um, so I think any type of fragmentation, you know, in, in the thought process as we go into the, the, the summer and the fall and if another candidate, especially a candidate maybe it isn't tr is traditional, uh, a traditional Democratic candidate, I mean, if there's any chance that, you know, that election may be close, I mean, that could really send some shock waves through Wall Street and, and the way people view the markets. Um, 
So yeah, there's that's the biggest risk I, I see. You know, I think you know elections divide our country, and it's it's just a shame. You know, I I really wish uh, you know all that negative campaigning would go away, but I mean it's just the the way of the world right now. And you know we're going to have a pretty volatile, negative environment as far as the political environment goes as we as we head into the fall. I've never never watched any of the debates until last week, and when I turned one on, I couldn't tell if I was watching a debate or reruns of Jersey Shore. Uh, it just is just ridiculous. It's it, ridiculous. It's it, totally ridiculous. It is. It is. I mean, it's personal attacks, and it's um, you know, if if we would stick to issues and we would make the candidates, you know, really explain their agendas and, you know, what would make them different, the value proposition that they add. Uh, it would be such more of a productive process. But, um, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's our country. That's the way it's going to go. We're not going to change it. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll buckle up our seatbelts and we'll see what happens. Yeah, last week we started a new segment called Stock Talk on the show, and we're going to continue that today. A good time to remind our listeners who have questions on specific stocks, whether uh, they're invested with uh, Akron Wealth Advisors or not, you can uh, call Walt during this segment, during this whole show, and ask about that specific stock. And, and if you have any insights about that, or if you'd like just to find out what Walt thinks about that, whether you own it or considering buying it, or in this particular market, are you considering uh, selling it and taking your profits, give us a call at 330-673-1234 outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, 800-669-4100, toll free. Let's talk about Apple, again, more in depth. You've held the stock a long time in your portfolios, and as we're going into this uh, new era, if you will, of the stock market, is it still going to be a good investment? Yeah, this this has been one of our core stocks for a long time, Bob, and um, always admired Apple, um, always you know felt like the valuation was appropriate, and you know, there are a lot of reasons to hold it. I mean, the, the corona outbreak in China, I think it really causes us to take a step back a little bit and, and really think about Apple. You know, a big part of their growth is, is going to come from China. Uh, no American company makes more money in China than Apple. And, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, $44 billion of revenue in Greater China in 2019. Um, so, you know, they warned investors on the 17th of February that they'd missed their revenue guidance for the quarter. And this is the first big company to really step out and say, hey, this this is having a serious impact. Of course, a lot of their manufacturing of their iPhones um, is, is done over in China. And, and you know, you keep diving in and, and you, you really look at this and, you know, we have, we, we've been really diving in and, and really thinking about Apple and the structural framework of the company as we look out over the next five and 10 years. You know, this company is a, you know, they've grown from in China from 2.8 billion, um, you know, the over 59 billion in revenue. And they they had some downturn last year with the tariffs. And, and now we see how, you know, tightly they are impacted. The supply chain of this company is impacted very dramatically uh, by these outbreaks in, in China. And, and I think we've also realized that China has some problems over there. You know, they, they really aren't good um, at, at identifying and containing these these outbreaks. So, I mean, there's significant issues. And then we also think about, you know, just the other issues about Apple's uh, movement to services. And, you know, a lot of the service movement that they're moving to, content and uh, some of those things won't be really, um, you know, as accessible in China. You know, China, you know, controls a lot of uh, what their citizens see and so forth. So there, there's a lot of issues here that we're looking at. I mean, I, I think this is what we do, Bob. You know, we when you buy a stock, you don't just look for all the reasons to own it. 
I think you're always looking for the reasons to sell it. And I think that's what separates a professional investor from an average investor. You know, there's, you can always come up with five or six ideas. Hey, you know, that's still a great company and hey, it's not going away and they have all this cash in their balance sheet. You know, I hear all the positives and I get it, but you know, we're really always diving in saying, is it, is it, is it time? You know, is the valuation got to a point? I mean, that's the valuation has really moved up. I mean, this is a company now that trades at 25 times earnings and that's pretty, pretty high historically for, for Apple. So again, we still love the company. Don't get me wrong. I still love the products. Um, but you know, a great, just because a company is a good company or a company has great products, doesn't make it a great stock. A great stock has to have proper valuation and, and, and a good outlook as well. So you're going to hold on to Apple right now, or are you looking right. to, uh, to yeah. sell it? You know, right now we're holding on. I mean, I'm definitely considering, you know, some different, you know, I don't think we'd ever sell it completely, Bob, but there's always, you know, opportunities to trim positions, um, you know, to right-size it. We, we've we let it run. We've, we, you know, we let our winners run. And so so we're really, uh, you know, looking at this one close. And, uh, you know, I'll spend a lot of time on this over the next couple of weeks. Um, I think now's the time to really put some, you know, some tough analysis on these companies. Let's talk again about, about Tesla. We talked about that last week, the electric car maker. And uh, you said you still aren't interested in buying it. But uh, last week, the stock went up to over $900 a share, <laughs> some 12% up in just one week. Uh, is this something that you're missing out on? Do you still feel that the long term is not going to be kinder to Tesla? Yeah, I know, Bob. I mean, we hear all this all the time. You know, hey, the stock was at 300 and now it's at 700 Now it's at 800 Now it's at eight 900 Well, why didn't we buy it? Well, we, we didn't buy it for the same reasons we didn't buy it at 300 You know, we just, again, our way of valuing companies, you know, we like to see longer track records. Uh, we like to see better metrics, better valuation. And sometimes we miss one, you know. I mean, this is we're not sure what this company's being valued on. It's a lot of promise. It's a lot of technology, uh, innovation, which you can value companies on that. I mean, you know, there's a lot of companies that are you're valued based on the promise of what they'll do 10 years down the road. Um, but I like to know what companies are going to do a year or two down the road. And as we mentioned with this company, Bob, you know, they still haven't sold a half a million cars. You know, they, if you looked at the valuation now, I mean, it. we talked about it a few weeks ago, it was $367,000 a car if you broke the, the market capital valuation down versus something like GM, which sells 7.7 million cars, it would be like $6,700 a valuation per car. So, you know, the valuation metrics to me on this company just seems so out of whack, but it's an amazing company. I mean, I love their technology. I love their cars. They have amazing solar panels. Their battery technology is top and top notch. So sure. I mean, if, if you want to pay for the promise and you, you want to go out on a, a limb here, sure. But I'll tell you, when a stock moves from 300 to 900, I, I tend to take a step back and say, well, I just missed that one. And here in Ohio, our motorists who own these cars are discovering that uh, this year there is a $200 surcharge on their license plates if they have an all-electric car and a $100 surcharge if they have a hybrid car. That was part of the gas tax increase passed last year because these cars don't use as much oil, therefore don't pay as much road tax. So the great state of Ohio says, well, we're going to penalize you. (laughs) And if other states take that same tax, that again is not going to be a market incentive to, to purchase these cars. No, definitely not. 
Let's talk about, again, we're talking about stocks. And, and if you have any questions about stocks, it's Stock Talk. You can uh, call them in, 330-673-1234, whether you own them right now or are looking to buy them or just like to get Walt's uh, read on a particular stock. It's not necessarily a stock that his company owns or he has in their portfolios, but uh, he's been doing this for, for 30 years. So he has a good idea in watching the market what that stock could mean. And if you have any questions about particular stocks, call us at 330-673-1234. And outside of Akron and on WNIR.com, 800 800- Six six nine four one hundred. Last week, Morgan Stanley, the big investment firm, bought the online firm E-Trade for some thirteen billion dollars, and uh, that uh, he jumped the E-Trade stock to about fifty-three dollars a share, up nine percent. Uh, now, these kinds of stocks, it is ever good to buy a stock like E-Trade now? Oh, after after the announcements already been made about their acquisition? Um, no, we tend to stay away from a stock once it's in an acquisition deal. I mean, some people speculate that maybe there'd be another buyer. Or maybe that, you know, E-Trade wouldn't accept the offer and the price might be up. But that's all speculation, Bob. I think the deal was probably vetted and thought through. And when a company as powerful as Morgan Stanley was an investment banker, I mean, this is their business, right? They buy and sell companies for other companies all the time. Uh, when they come to the table and they make an offer, I mean, it's probably a pretty strong offer. Um, it's, it is an interesting acquisition to us, you know, because, again, this is my business. And, uh you know, this is kind of the combination of Wall Street and Main Street. You know, I mean, uh, E-Trade is typically where people go when they don't want to work with Wall Street, right? I mean, it's the do-it-yourself uh, marketplace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Morgan Stanley is the ultimate A. We're Wall Street, you know. So it's it's um, a really interesting acquisition. Um, it's the biggest acquisition in the finance space since 2007 and 2009. This is a $13 billion uh, deal. And, you know, the last big deal like this was uh, Franklin Templeton uh, looked at uh, Lake Mason for $6.5 billion. So this is a big acquisition, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what this means. I mean, I, you know, strategically, you know, as we look at it, we, we scratch our head a little bit on this one. I mean, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Morgan Stanley advisors that probably aren't real happy right now. I mean, I, I don't think any advisor that believes that advice and you know, that people should be working with them would feel real good about their firm aligning with a do-it-yourself shop. But, uh, you know, maybe there's uh, may some may some reasons that we don't see right now. Well, they seem to want to cover all their bases. You yeah. know, why not be part of, have their finger in every part of the market? Yeah, they do. They do. But again, I mean, your your core, you know, employee is has built their career on, you know, providing advice and kind of battling against the, do, the do-it-yourself idea, you know. So it's, um, it does send a little bit of a mixed signal um, to the existing sales force with inside of Morgan Stanley. What about other stocks that uh, the purchases that uh, you keep track of? Uh, you know, anything that your company is looking at particularly to invest in, or did you actually buy anything last week for, the, for your investors? We didn't buy anything last week, Bob. I mean, we mentioned a couple, you know, that we had purchased before. We made a little bit of a little bit ahead of of the the curve here, but you know, we talked about Luck and Coffee, which is the Starbucks of China last week. We talked about Norwegian Cruise Lines, which we bought recently. Um, you know, again, we bought that off of the fears of the coronavirus, the fact that we thought, you know, the cruise business is still a great business as we look out over the long term. Baby boomers, you know, as they retire and 10,000 are retiring a day, they they love to live life and cruising is a big part of that growth. And companies like Norwegian that have strong brands and installed, uh, you know, they, they have these ships already purchased, which are huge capital investments, uh, you know, seem like a good place for us to be for the long run. Uh, those stocks still might get beat up a little bit here if the coronavirus, uh, you know, doesn't slow in China. And uh, we talked about Five Below a few weeks ago that we bought in our small mid-cap portfolio. So, you know, we're always looking for ideas. Last week was, you know, a little bit slow for us when my partner and I were down in Florida uh, visiting some clients. And, 
Uh, we, we weren't really purchasing last week, but we were doing a lot of analysis of, of earnings reports and valuations. And of course, when you think about last week, and we talked earlier about uh, the potential weakness in the market because of the coronavirus, uh, uh, overvaluation in the market, are we looking at uh, the possibility of a uh, you know another downturn uh, coming anytime soon or a recession? And what can an investor do to to try to uh, insulate themselves from those uh, those big sharp downturns? Yeah, I know. There's all kinds of things you can do, Bob. I mean, and again, we're evaluating all those strategies ourselves. Um, you know, recessions. This recession is going to be different. You know, there's going to be one. Um, it's just a matter of when. And, and the economy has changed so much since our last one. Uh, you know, when you think of the composition of our economy, um, you know, if you think back at the back at the last one, I mean, the people were buying their first iPhones. Uh, Netflix DVDs were still be sent, you know, through the mail, or you were going to Blockbuster and still buying them back at that time, which that firm doesn't even exist anymore. And the old stalwarts were things like GE and Royal Dutch and Shell and MySpace ruled the online world. So the, the market has changed so much since 2007 and 2008. And the companies that lead the market have changed so much. Um, it'll be, you know, it, it'll be fascinating to see if we move into another slowdown and recession, you know, how our economy responds and how consumers and businesses respond. Is anybody ready for that right now? Is anybody actually taking any precautions? I, we are. You know, I think some firms are. I think there's more rhetoric out there that, you know, there's some weaknesses, as we talked about. We're always looking at the data. And I think there's a lot of, uh, inv- in, you know, investors out there that are thinking, hey, it, it could come. I mean, people were looking at it for last year, the year before, three years ago, five years ago. I think a lot of people know it's going to come at some point. But, you know, we have really extended valuations here and, and you know, we are starting to see some some signs of weakness. And, and then when you get a virus over in China and the second largest economy in the world, I mean, you know, we'll see how this year plays out. Let's take a call now for Walt Sakura. Walt is the managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors in Fairlawn at West Market Street. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Good morning. I'm uh, curious about... Uh Something you've been running spots on your station about the stock is supposed to be sort of a mystery stock. It's supposed to be a really a big boom when it, it's supposed to go on the market in March sometime. I wonder. I was wondering if a gentleman there has any knowledge about this or has any any kind of an opinion on it. I'm not sure what stock we're talking about here. Um, I'm not sure what spots you're talking about either. Is yeah. it one? It runs in the network shows. Uh, anything could run there. But uh, is that the one where the guy comes on and says, uh, "I've got a great opportunity for you, and you should text me"? Right. And they, oh, okay. Right. Something to that effect. Yeah, and yeah. It, it does not very specific about the opportunity, is other than he claims he is a, a self-made millionaire. Billionaire. Right. Uh, yeah, we we, do, we don't make claims <laughs> like that. Uh, we we tend to do it the old-fashioned way. It's it's a lot of hard work and a, and a lot okay. of building the portfolio. So I don't have okay. any hot hot stocks for you today. All right. It's kind of okay, like the old uh, people just take out ads in the paper and saying, you know, send me twenty dollars today, and I'll uh, I'll promise you uh, something in return, and hoping that somebody actually would like send them twenty dollars. That's and, that's and for people sure. do, yeah. and they did. <laughs> I, again, I can't say for sure because I'm not familiar with that particular uh, spot that much, but I have heard it. But uh, to me, that's not the way to buy to buy a, buy a stock. You should be looking at it on, as, you know, not just again. That's purely an emotional. Uh, appeal for a stock without any facts at all. That's yeah. what you should not be doing. Yeah, that's that's the casino attitude, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, give me the hot stock. I mean, and that's that's a problem, Bob. You know, for years I have friends and, and relatives, and you know they'll say, hey, you know, give me a give me one idea, Walt. Give me one hot stock, and I'll be like, I ain't gonna do it. You know, I'll mm-hmm. tell them I'm not gonna do it because if I do it, I'm gonna give you the wrong one. You know, I mean, I have 
we buy these stocks 20 to 30 of them in a portfolio and I'm I'm pretty you know I feel pretty confident that if I buy a st- portfolio of stocks you know I can bring some relative success over time but I, I guarantee if I give you the one stock, if I pull one out and say, this is the one to buy, it's going to be the wrong one. It's just the <laughs> way it works. Uh, you are down with your partner, uh, Dan, at Akron Wealth Advisors. We were talking to folks down in uh, West Florida last uh, last week, visiting clients. Uh, whether you garner from them what they're talking to you about and and uh, anything you'd like to, to share with us of what they what they talked with you and uh, what their concerns were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we started up in um, you know the top part of Florida there in Tampa, worked our way all the way down to Naples. And uh Saw a lot of clients, uh, some of our biggest clients that have, uh, you know, headed down to the Sunshine State. So, uh, you know, a lot of people were jealous of me last week, but I told them, hey, I was in a car and I was in breakfast, lunch and dinner. You know, <laughs> and those aren't short meetings. Sometimes they're two, three hours. But, you know, when you when you meet with really successful people, and Bob, this, that's the best part of my job, you know, is that I get to work with a lot of really successful people, business owners, um, you know, retired CPAs, attorneys, doctors, and you know, you learn so much um, from talking to people that have done it the right way, that have had success. And, you know, I think they're worried about, you know, where the economy is. I think they're worried about the, the valuations of the market. I think they see it. I, I think they feel like they had a heck of a good year last year. They don't want to give that up. Um, you know, they, they uh, are talking to us a lot about the political situation down there. That's the top of everybody's mind. So it kind of reaffirms, you know, what I talked about is seen as is one of the bigger risks here in the market. So, um, you know, that's definitely the things that our clients are talking about. And, and we're on top of all that and paying attention ourselves. Take another call for Walt Sakura. You're on WNIR. Go ahead, please. Morning. I was wondering what uh, uh, the firm's uh, opinion is on food stocks like Kellogg's, General Mills, Pepsi, and uh, the food stocks, Muckers, Staples, I guess you would call it. It looks like they're not doing as good uh, as they used to uh, over the last 30 years. Right. No, I, I, it's a great question, you know, because that would be the place to look right now historically. You know, if you look at downturns, you want to rotate towards consumer staples a lot of times. Um, but you're right. I mean, they're struggling. You know, Coca-Cola, if you look at their last quarter, they were they were uh, up on sales, but flat on earnings. You know, PepsiCo last quarter was, uh, you know, up 6% in sales, but negative 3% in earnings. Um, you know, Kellogg, you mentioned last quarter was down 3% in sales and flat on earnings. So a lot of them are not showing the growth. Um, they're still paying dividends and they're still, you know, a safer haven uh, as far as the fact that people are going to buy these companies, probably more likely in a downturn. Um, you know, other stocks that we used to always talk about in downturns were stocks like, uh, you know, alcohol stocks, um, you know, something like a Diageo, which sells a tremendous amount of alcohol brands, or Brown Foreman, which obviously is Jack Daniels. You know, alcohol has always been a little bit more resistant to economic downturns. So you're right. You're, you're thinking the right way. I mean, that's definitely a way to, you know, think about how you might get a little bit more defensive with a portfolio here. The uh, What do you think about Kraft Heinz? That's really tanked. And the uh, Berkshire Hathaway is a big stockholder, and uh, and that's been my worst one. I wondered, uh, would, would you say that's a buy or a Hold or sell? Um, yeah, that's a tough one because, again, I like Warren, and, and I thought that was going to be a pretty good purchase for him, too, but it really hasn't panned out. We don't own it. Um, I've stayed away from it for the past, you know, five, ten years. I haven't owned it. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I think there's better places to go. I think there's better places to have the money invested. Oh, 
Okay, well, thank you. Sure. Thank you for calling. Again, Walt Secure is with us, managing partner of Akron Wealth Advisors, 3560 West Market Street here in Akron. Not only do they invest their clients' money in individual stock portfolios, they also do financial planning, investment banking, they do estate trust and retirement planning, Roth conversion analyses, social security analyses, stock option analyses, transaction tax analyses, estate plan reviews. So they really are a full-service firm that, again, does invest their clients of money in individual stock portfolios. So be sure to keep them in mind and give them a call and talk to them just to chat at 234-466-7476. Again, they're in Akron and West Market Street, and their toll-free number is 844-388-4953. you got a couple of, again, really quickly, you have a couple of new tools that you use now when you talk to new clients in the, in the interviewing and discovery process about it, like a flashcard setup. If people remember, old enough to remember flashcards. <laughs> they, it's kind of of a flashcard thing to get, understand their their you know, acceptance of a risk and the like. Yeah, I tried this with a couple. I mentioned to Bob, you know, we have these, uh, it's hard for clients to determine what their goals and objectives are. And you give them these cards, they go through them, they sort them out. And it, it was really good. I mean, the one time I tried it now, it's it really generated a good discussion and got us into some key issues. So well, what's coming up next week, do you see, in the markets? Yeah, next week, Bob, will be uh, a week again. We'll keep looking at earnings reports. Uh, we got a couple key economic uh, reports to come in. And, you know, like always, we'll uh, be talking to our clients and listening to their concerns. And uh, it definitely be a, a week, a catch-up for me back in the office. Walt Secure, Akron Wealth Advisors, 234-466-7476. Thanks again for being here on WNIR Kid Akron. And we'll talk to you again next Sunday morning at 8.30. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Apple Inc., symbol AAPL. Brown Foreman Corporation, symbol BFB. Diageo PLC, symbol DEO. The Kraft Heinz Company, symbol KHC. Coca-Cola Company, symbol KO. E-Trade Financial, symbol ETFC. Five Below Inc., symbol FIVE. Kellogg Inc., symbol K. Morgan Stanley, symbol MS. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings Limited, symbol NCLH, PepsiCo Inc., symbol PEP, Tesla Inc., symbol TSLA. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in the securities of all of these companies discussed during today's broadcast.